0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager Washington DC only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Chris
1: Moody, host of the new podcast Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of the Drudge Report.
3: The best of Sean Hannity is on now.
4: Well, we're coming
3: to your city. Wanna play our
5: guitars and sing you a country song? We'll all be flying higher than a jail. I know. If you
6: want
7: a
4: little bang in your come along. But I'm increasingly worried that President Trump may want to shut down the government again because of impeachment.
7: This impeachment is not only an attempt to undo the last election, it's an attempt to influence the next one as well.
8: On this vote, the yeas are 232. The nays are one hundred and ninety six. The resolution is adopted without objection. The motion to reconsider is laid upon the table.
3: The clock is ticking. T minus three hundred and forty one days till the presidential election. Yeah, we're coming to your city play our guitars and sing you country song. Hannity, the new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. Yesterday, the Democrats voted to potentially
4: nullify the votes of 63 million Americans... Disgracing themselves and bringing shame upon the House of Representatives. (laughs) They've been plotting to overthrow the election since the moment I won. But the people here that are highly sophisticated know long before I won. (laughs) 19 minutes after I took the oath of office, the horrible newspaper, fake, 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 Washington Post, declared the campaign to impeach President Trump has just begun. At least they gave us 19 minutes. Yesterday's vote by the radical Democrats is an attack on democracy itself. But I'll tell you, the Republicans are really strong. The strongest I've ever seen them, the most unified I've ever seen them. The American people are fed up with Democrat lies, hoaxes and extremism. The Democrats' outrageous conduct has created an angry majority that will vote many do-nothing Democrats out of office in 2020. Make no mistake, they are coming after the Republican Party and me. Because I'm fighting for you. They don't like it. This is different. They've never had anything like this. Well, they've never had an election like 2016 either, have they? They've never, had, they've never quite figured it out. And they know they can't win. So let's try and impeach them. How about that crazy representative, Al Green, right? You know, we got to impeach them because we can't beat them. I don't think so right I don't think
9: so Al Green he's another beauty he's another beauty a great rally on Friday that was in the great state of Mississippi eight hundred nine four one Sean toll-free telephone number you know I love what the president's saying especially on Ukraine and and we got into this in the last hour read the transcript what do you know what do we know we know Ukraine interfered in the 2016 elections. We know they did it to benefit Hillary. We know a court decision confirms such in Ukraine. We know Ukraine leaders offering us all the evidence we want. We know Politico wrote about it January 11 2017, and that they were effective. It's like, you know, election interference doesn't matter if you're buying a dirty Russian dossier and leaking it before the election, and then you use it as the basis of FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign transition and presidency. That's fine in the world of insane liberal Democrats uh, and the mob in the media. Uh, but you know, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, uh, no, I, you're not getting the billion dollars. You're not, I, you got six hours. You just you know, fire him. You get the billion. You don't fire him. You don't get the billion quid pro quo Joe. Um, and I can only imagine what would happen to any anybody with the last name Trump if they give an interview. What experience do you have in Ukraine? None. Oil, none. Gas, none. Energy, none. Wow. What what experience do you have? I, I was on the Amtrak board once. W- what does that have to do with anything? Same with China. No experience. Ten days after flying there with daddy. One billion Bank of China later becomes a billion five. I haven't gotten a penny from China, but then his lawyer says, yeah, but he has all this equity that he just hasn't cashed in yet, which he will do. And millions of dollars for no experience. The second most powerful guy. And what does the media say? No evidence that he did anything wrong. None whatsoever. He's on tape bragging about a shakedown and literally using a billion Taxpayer dollars to do it to fire the Ukrainian prosecutor we now know was investigating his kid. Oh no, no evidence of wrongdoing, none whatsoever. Like oh, we're living in a, a crazy world. Anyway, Don Jr. is with us. He's uh, releasing his new book today. It's called Triggered. Well, that's the perfect title, right? Triggered, how the left thrives on hate and wants to silence us um he has been one of the strongest people out there defending his father day in and day out he does it fearlessly um not loved particularly by the left uh don jr how are you sir i'm doing well yourself sean i'm good you know what i did like about the opening of the book and i just got my copy over the weekend you dedicated the book to the smelly walmart people irredeemable deplorables uh those that cling to their gods their guns their bibles and religion those of us that are bitter Americans, as Obama said. But you dedicated the book to the deplorables. Explain.
10: Yes. Uh, Listen, I I think they deserve it. Uh, You know, throughout all of the crap, all of the travails that we've gone through, through, you know, the Mueller hoax, the impeachment, not just the one, you know, that they're talking about now, but when it started on November 9th, 2016, those are the people that not once did they waver. Not once did they buy into it. Not once did they doubt my father. Uh, You know, they all recognize he's the last guy in the world that needed this job, but he's doing it. and He's doing it well, despite unprecedented incoming Sean. And so, you know, honestly, it was those people uh, who he did it for, uh, who he's running for. It's those people who, you know, motivates me to go out there and fight, you know, those people and my kids uh, and their future. Uh, you know that's my motivation for doing all of these things. So I figured if uh, if someone deserves the dedication, uh, it is them because they've been there. I believe they will continue to be there uh, if they know what's good for them in their future. They will continue to be there. But I think they get that. Uh, you know, tongue in cheek aside. Um, uh, you know, I got to tell you anecdotally. You know, they needed the shout out.
9: I was I was in Chicago and Detroit over the weekend, giving speeches and and going to some of my radio affiliates and meeting a lot of people. I will tell you that the anger is palpable, and I can see it. We're now 364 days away from, I think, the tipping point election in terms of uh, the the future of this country. There's such a stark difference in terms of what they would do and how they would. I I mean, the New Green Deal alone, Elizabeth Warren's 52 trillion dollar ten year Medicare for All program. We only take in four trillion a year, Don.
10: If five trillion a year. It's basically 90 percent of U.S. government. No, it's more. I mean, like, it's more. We wouldn't take in
9: that with 52 trillion in 10 years. That's the problem. And then 94 trillion on the new Green Deal.
10: It's uh, a it's nuts, Sean. There's no rhyme or reason to it. But you're right. I mean, the left is motivated by hatred, not logic, not facts, because facts, that's like leftist kryptonite, right? They, They don't work. Uh, but hatred is a big motivator. So what we need to do is make sure that you know, our guys turn out, that reasonable people in the middle see what's going on, that they recognize that whether it's the Mueller hoax, whether it's the new impeachment hoax, uh, you know, it's like what they tried to do to me with Mueller. You know, I take an unsolicited phone call, and I spend 30 hours, millions of dollars, 30 hours testifying in front of Congress. Hillary Clinton literally pays foreign agents to go amass and compile a fake news dossier gives it to the FBI who then leak it to the media who then use that story as a justification yeah. to start an investigation of a sitting president to try to nullify the results of the 2016 election in a coup that's no problem but but literally taking an unsolicited phone call is i mean that is the sickness that is the hypocrisy that we were up against, Sean. I mean, I cover this really extensively in the book, and it's you know, sort of the first time I've been able to uh, speak about it in long form. But people have to recognize that that is the lunacy uh, over the left and, and in places like that, if you're in Chicago or some of these places, obviously leftist strongholds. But, you know, even in reasonable middle America, Sean, where there is a strong, you know, Democrat presence or there has been at least historically, you know, the blue collar Democrat towns and and union workers. I, I, I ask those guys because the history and tradition of voting that way is important. I go, you know, what would your grandfather think about? You know, you got into this. Your grandfather voted Democrat. Your father voted Democrat. What would your grandfather or father think about two days? Two days, Democrat. You know, party I, I, party. I'm going to look. You know, what and the greatest guys guys example, like, oh God, though. You're right. They, like, these people have lost their minds, Sean.
9: The greatest example of how appropriate the title of this book is triggered. By the way, it's on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, now in bookstores everywhere, uh, just out today. You know what the amazing thing, Don, is though? Is look at what they did to 16-year-old kid Nicholas Sammet. Now, in the end, because okay. he's not a public figure you're like us, oh, they they basically can say anything they want about people like you and me, and we have no recourse. They, I mean, libel yeah, laws are such.
10: I actually, use in the book. You know, if they are, if they are willing to destroy a fifteen-year-old kid's life, he did nothing. He did nothing wrong. Everyone acknowledges that now. That didn't stop them from hey, he was a white Southern male who happens to be christian and wearing a maga hat that was like the holy grail of leftists like we got to cancel this guy this guy can't have an opinion he can't have a voice he must be every ist you know in the book uh, and we got to destroy him but think about that if the left and the mainstream media would destroy willingly knowingly a 15 year old kid's life his future based on no evidence no fact no nothing
9: who who won't they It was just the I, listen, I don't think I don't think you end. or I are capable of handling it as well as that 16-year-old kid did. First he has to go through the black Hebrew Israelites, you know, using racial comments yeah. and and taunting these young kids. Then then this narrative goes out. Then you have the the Nathan Phillips, the Native American activists. Uh un- unfortunately, they, they got a 10-second snippet, and then they built this whole narrative that none of which was true. Because it was Nathan Phillips that went up to and got right in the face of Nicholas Samman banging that drum, and why? Because oh, well, he, had ran, ma- you know, he had a he had a MAGA vet. hat on, Don a MAGA hat.
10: Well, because it was it was every you know he he'd a combat vet, Native American. Oh, this guy's perfect. You know they didn't you know bother to check that he's not. Uh, you know my, minor details because again it was too good for it to be true. It was oh we have to run with it, but again. If they could destroy that kid's life, who won't they destroy if you don't buy in entirely to their nonsense? Uh, look at what they did. Well, you know, just look at Kavanaugh. I mean, a guy that, you know, the only thing I'd heard about Kavanaugh before that I'd seen pictures of him in soup kitchens every weekend for the last 10 years, you know, serving food to people and, and the less fortunate, you know, they would take him destroy his career, but more importantly, destroy his children, destroy his family, destroy anything, anything that stands in the way because they believe that he'd be a threat to their leftist values. I mean, that's how these people fight, Sean. You know, Trump too, and but God there's two well, a- aspects to this. Times who's actually fought back against this stuff, and it's why we're actually finally winning and hopefully creating a new class of Republicans who have the guts to actually stand up with for what they believe and not just pretend that they did do in stump speech and then turn the other cheek and get steamrolled Uh, Like we've done for the last 50 years. Uh, You know, I think their hatred uh, is bringing out, uh, you know, those in the Republican Party and creating stars in the Republican Party because they're actually willing to fight back against that hatred. Uh, You know, that's an important thing, because if we just take this lightly, if we just sit back, oh, it's not a big it's over, Sean.
9: Uh, I don't think that's an overstatement, either. And I don't think it's hyperbole. I, there's that much at stake. and And I just mentioned two things. I mean, you add a wealth tax and Medicare for all fifty two trillion and the new green deal and and eliminating the lifeblood of our economy, oil and gas and the combustion engine, and everything's free. it is it is it is so beyond unsustainable and so spectacularly dangerous. It is, it's remarkable that the mob and the media, they don't, they have no, there's no critical analysis ever. Um, one no. thing in the it's book well, that the I did. The
10: critical analysis only goes one way, Sean. The real, you know, Elizabeth Warren, $52 trillion over 10 years, the new plan. But think about that. She goes, it won't raise any, then a penny to the middle class. She goes, we're going to take it all from billionaires. Well, there's 600 billionaires, okay, 600 in America. If you took, take 1 billion each of them, because you know a couple of them were three or four billion. Maybe they could take one. You know, some may only be worth a billion, so you'd probably take all of their money. But it takes a billion dollars from each of them. It, it covers one percent of her plan. So if you cover one percent of the plan by taking one billion dollars from every billionaire in America, it doesn't exactly seem fair. But uh, you know, minor details if you're a leftist. Uh, how do you pay for the other ninety-nine percent of the plan? You destroy the economy. You create debt and an interest load that is not sustainable for the future. These leftists are playing with our children's futures, their livelihoods, our grandchildren's futures, and their livelihoods by making unrealistic promises. Because it's really easy to be Santa Claus and pretend that everything's free and everything will pay for itself. Green New Deal is ninety-three trillion. It's going to pay for itself. How? That's you can't ask that question. That's terrible. There's no one that can justify these things. But because This is one hundred and fifty trillion of the leftist party
9: in 10 years. I got to take a break, though. Stay there. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. with us. He's just released right now. um, Triggered how the left thrives on hate and wants to silence us amazon.com hannity.com bookstores everywhere and uh, we'll come back he's going to stay with us for another segment on the other side of the half hour at the news after the bottom
0: after the news at the bottom of the hour discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long take the excitement of football basketball and hockey to the next level with same game parlays exclusive signature bets odds boost promos and much more betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER how could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public
1: life my name is chris moody host of the new podcast finding matt drudge
9: All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number you want to be a part of the program. Donald Trump Jr. with us, just releasing his first interview. Uh, His brand new book, it's called Triggered, How the Left Thrives on Hate and Wants to Silence Us. Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Well, uh, There was one anecdote that I really enjoyed you telling in the book, which is about your dad. And it's pretty funny that, You know, as you said, the tweeter in chief, the so-called Shakespeare of 140 characters, told you that you're getting a little bit too hot on your social media accounts. And I kind of chuckled when I heard that. Um, because uh, yeah, I think your dad gets a little hot on there, also.
10: Yeah, listen, I, I think we found that some things are genetic and some things you can't exactly yeah. turn off. But uh, that that was the one. That was the one phone call I got, John. It's like, uh, yeah, Donna, think you know, you're getting a little aggressive on there. Like, wait a minute, like you, like you know, I, I will listen. Pot, to Pot kettle, uh, I'll take your advice on business, on life, on just about anything. This is the one place where you may not have, uh, you may not be able to get me on this one. So, uh, it, it, but it was pretty. Fun. And was, you know, so here's my observation. The way we are and the way we joke.
9: I think you are more, most like your dad of all the kids. And I think Eric is, look, all of you guys are brilliant. You're all successful in your own right. I've known you all for many years because I remember years and years and years ago, long before your dad ever thought about really running for president. If I do an interview with your dad or I saw him at, at Trump Tower, he'd always Walk me over to say hi to you. Walk me over, to say hi to Ivanka and Eric. And, you know, so I got to know you guys over years. But in terms of fighting, battling, being combative, I'd say you're you are as close to him as anybody else. Do
10: you agree with that assessment? I, I think so. And it's sort of funny. I think if you would have asked even, you know, whether it was in business or otherwise, you know, I, I would have probably been the one that they would not have said that about. It was uh, once we got into politics, once you sort of, you know, back us in the corner and try to attack us. Uh, viciously for years uh you know that 's when we realized that hey we we sort of fight the same way, we both have that sort of you know we 're willing to fight back we don 't mind uh you know battle we we, we will go uh, we will go at it and we will go at it hard uh you know defending ourselves, defending our family, defending our values uh and and so you know it took us sort of forty one years to realize that we were probably a lot more like each other and a lot closer that way than we would have ever otherwise thought frankly and uh it it took the hateful uh Democrats. Uh, to bring that out of me so I, I appreciate that from them
9: you know i it was an interesting piece i don't know if you ever i don't know if you know willie brown i've known willie brown for years uh former san francisco mayor um I, did he ever, what was his highest position i don't even remember but anyway willie brown just a he is a the fun loving guy smart as hell and he wrote a, a an article about this impeachment madness of the democrats And he goes on to say, um, yeah, if your goal was to damage the president by formalizing the impeachment inquiry, okay, mission unaccomplished for House Democrats. If anything, the vote solidified the president's hold on power. Zero GOP defections. Maybe one guy in the Senate will be, I guess, Mitt Romney points out. And he said the Democrats, it gives the people little reason to be glued to their screens because it's anticlimactic. And the bottom line is uh, that the American people see this for what it is. They'll spend the next number of, of months acting out a pretend cliffhanger to which everyone knows the script and the ending. No plot twists and sights. And, uh, you, you, you know, maybe you think this is good for reelection. But he said, come next year, Trump will have an impeachment victory and quite possibly a solid economy. The Democrats will have. And he says, what? And that's a great question, because he's rightly saying Democrats have done nothing except hate your father and those yeah. of us that well, like and, him.
10: And, and he's not exactly a conservative. So, uh, you know, he, I think he's 100 percent right. The reality is this. Look at Nancy Pelosi's desk. She's sitting there with USMCA for nine months. She won't vote on it. She won't bring it to the people because she's focused on this. And, you know, by the way, she's pretending you can't you know, walk and chew gum. I mean, this is something that the Democrats would all say, you know, overwhelmingly vote in favor of. You could pass it in about five minutes by actually putting it on her desk. That would renegotiate. That has renegotiated NAFTA, which everyone said you could not do. My father did it. He just needs the House to vote on it, and it's done, okay? But she won't do that. She won't, doesn't want to create jobs for more Americans, obviously, doesn't want to give Trump even a modicum of a win. But instead, they'll, they'll waste time focusing on this, on the opinions of those who listen to a call of a transcript that's already been released, Sean. I mean, that's the insanity of this. He's like, there, there is no whistleblower because here's the transcript. Here, here's what it is. And so to do this, you know, all it's all smoke and mirrors where they let Adam Schiff be judge jury and executioner, not exactly the way it works in the American system, but they're trying to change the rules so that they can pre-vet and pre-screen candidates who will then be the only people who will be allowed to testify in public on this to try to have some sort of optical win this is insanity this is kangaroo court stuff this is soviet era tactics uh you know this, this is the stuff i write about in the book about you know my mom escaping communism in those systems and you know my grandfather and grandmother being from there and me growing up there uh, seeing that being pulled out of a line cuz i was wearing a jean jacket with like the stars and stripes on it like you know, this is that kind of mentality um and it's being pushed out there by the quote unquote you know party of tolerance uh, they're not so tolerant when you don't agree with them. Uh, they're far from it. Frankly, there's nothing less tolerant than a leftist who's preaching tolerance. Uh, and we've seen all of that. So the whole thing is crazy. And the fact that the media is totally complicit in it, Sean, you know, democracy dies in darkness, except for when we get what we want. Uh, you know, they won't question it. They don't want to know about what's going on. They have no interest in hearing anything other than what Adam Schiff is willing to leak them. They won't question the process or say, is this even remotely that the president can't ask questions. They can't have his counsel present. He can't have any. I mean, this is Gestapo tactics used against the duly elected president of the United States to try to overturn an election because they didn't like the results. And it's disgusting. And if it doesn't tick off, even your favorite leftist, even people who are you know pretty Democrat, they should be really upset with this process because if it can happen here, it can happen to their guy one day. And this shouldn't be going on in the United States of America. Not now and not ever.
9: The best part of Willie Brown being right is, yeah, OK, Trump will have the impeachment victory. You know, I, I think the best uh, look, the, your, your dad has a lot to run on. He beat the caliphate in Syria, beat them because he took off the rules of engagement, the handcuffs that the military had under Biden, Obama. But then he takes out Baghdadi, his successor, His spokesperson and three other. uh,
10: You mean the austere religious scholar, Sean? Yeah,
9: the austere religious scholar himself. Yes, that guy. And then you look at every economic measure. More importantly, I remember, you know, your dad was talking about what have you got to lose to minorities in America and record low on Friday, another record low unemployment rate for African-Americans. Same with Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace. It is. He's got. Yes, we're better off than we were four years ago. Yes, I made promises about cutting taxes, ending bureaucracy, building a wall, uh, originalist justices, new trade deals, uh, and and not endless wars. If we're going to fight him, we're going to beat the crap out of him, and he did. So then the only other thing there was an article last week. Well, if you take out Trumpism, Trump would win by a landslide. I'm like, well, if you take out Trumpism, then you're you're basically telling him not to be who he is, which Got the success. If if you
10: take out Trumpism, you wouldn't have gotten anything because you wouldn't get anything done because you wouldn't be willing to fight back. That's the problem. That's the difference between Trump and so many. You know, in the Republican Party for the last few decades, you know, they turn the other cheek and they talk great about their principles. But when they actually are questioned, when they're pushed, you know, by these leftists, they don't actually stand up and fight for them. And that's the difference. You need some of that uh, fight. And I get that not everyone loves it all the time. But if you weren't fighting, you wouldn't get anything done because that's how the other side plays. Just like they're willing to destroy. But Don't you agree with this? They're willing to. You need Everybody.
9: Everybody wants to be liked. I can tell you people in the industry I work in, radio and TV, one of the things I'm most proud of, 24 years now at Fox, 31 years on the radio, I've never, ever been to a White House correspondence dinner. I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't like them and they don't like me. But there are so many people that want to be a part of of that little bubble club that is known as D.C., yeah. the swamp, the sewer, uh, social circles 100%. in New York. Uh, I'm perfectly Listen, comfortable you know not being invited to anything.
10: John, that's like Mitt Romney. OK, he can be a conservative, but he would right now he would rather be loved by the press. The same press that called him a misogynist and a racist, and a terrible, the same press that destroyed his campaign. He would rather be loved by them than actually stand for what he believes and, frankly, what his constituents over in Utah stand for and believe in because they've all spoken to me about it. He would rather – he thinks that they actually like him. They don't like him. They're just using him as a tool. How does he forget? If he ever ran again, which he has no chance for, but if he ever ran again, they destroy him again in a second. And that's the difference between someone who's strong and someone who's weak.
9: Let me ask you, you get personal in the book, which I found interesting. Some stuff I knew, but not that I knew any of you kids ever talked about. You talk about how when your mom and dad got divorced, the relationship with you, uh, Eric, Ivanka, got really stronger. And you talk about that you're different people and you've always gotten along very well. Um, what is, what was it like to grow up? I mean, you, you've said wealth, opulence, um, unprecedented. Yeah. You kind of talk in the book as you kind of wanted to reject that part of that
10: life. Yeah. Listen, you know, I, I think there was aspects of it that I, you know, I, I didn't love and didn't like, I mean, obviously, you know, I understood some of the experience were afforded me because of it. And, you know, it, uh, you know, I, I got killed on your show last week uh, in, in the press for you know not caveating that I too am the son of a rich guy when I was you know hitting Hunter Biden. Now I did the week before on the show, and there's only so much time you can do. Um, but the reality is, I've always had a sort of a, a, a comfort zone uh, with more regular Americans. It's you know whether it's hunting, fishing, competitive shooting, my hobbies always bring me to there. It's sort of that's that's where I am. I was never never was or never wanted to be sort of a fixture on the New York City rubber chicken. Uh, you know, black tie dinner <laughs> circuit. It wasn't really my thing, and uh, I don't think it's your. By the thing way, you either. want to guarantee
9: so Hannity's done. not going to an event. Say it's black tie. I'm not going.
10: Exactly. And so you know, I've sort of been that way. And so, you know, again, while I recognize I'm the son of a rich gun from New York City, uh, you know, I think my comfort zone has always been, you know, in middle America. It's where I spend my time. It's where I spend a lot of my vacations. It's where most of my friends are, uh, you know. And so it, it's it's sort of an interesting dichotomy. And I think, it you know, it's been sort of helpful as it relates to politics, because, you know, I, you can actually relate to real people as opposed to just pretending to relate to them but not having a fundamental understanding. And so, you know, again, one of the topics I sort of cover in the book because it is different, it, you know, a, a, again, and you, you obviously always get canceled. You are the son of Donald Trump. How can you not? I, I do know that. I, I recognize that, uh, you know, I am who I am and where I am in, in large part because of my father and all of that. But uh, there there are distinctions and there there's reasoning beyond that. And so, you know, it was cool to be able to kind of cover that in long form, uh, in the book, because it's not something you can usually get out too easily.
9: So what was the expectation of your dad? Because as I understand it, you were sitting in coach in the in the luggage department and he'd be in first class or you weren't flying oh, around running, in his right,
10: private jet. My mom, you know, she'd be in first be being coach. And that was what it was. And, you know, it, I think it was important, that, you know, hard work and then, and, you know, Eastern European mother who escaped communism and, you know, grandparents from there that were blue-collar people, that, you know, bringing us up. I mean, one of the big things they instilled in us that was probably lost on, you know, a lot of our peers growing up was, you know, the, really the value of a dollar, having a work ethic. You know, my father, we talk about it a lot in the book, but, you know, he put Eric and I on job sites, on construction sites. We talk about we're the only, you know, probably sons of billionaires who can drive a D10 Caterpillar and run chainsaws because that's what we were doing in our summer jobs. Uh, it wasn't, you know, congratulations, here's your gilded office uh you know we, we got some of that now but you know we did everything up until that point and we we started off at the lowest rungs of the company uh, and, and built up and I man i'm I'm glad for it uh it, it's a big part of my life it's the way I want to make sure my kids are brought up. Uh, and not to say that they don't have blessings and good fortune and won't be spoiled in their own rights. We just want to make sure you kind of do it in the right way, uh, and that they get what life is all about and it's, you know, and, and that they, they go through it the hard way and don't expect everything to be handed to them. And honestly, as part of our culture, and frankly, the book talks, you know, as much about culture as it does about politics, uh, you know, in, in a world where you know everyone gets a participation trophy and everyone wins no matter what even if they don't win it's it, it's a little bit scary and it's getting harder and harder to do but it's it's a value uh that was instilled in us at a very young age and I want to make sure to try to do the same for my kids uh
9: one of the things that I like that you took on in the book is like bill crystal and the establishment that failed um you know I read last week that there there might be a group of establishment republicans working with democrats to field a third party candidate to try and trip up trump in some of the closer purple states just to ensure your dad loses. And, you know, I I say this about Romney. Romney wanted tax cuts. He wanted to end uh, burdensome bureaucracy. He talked about securing our border. He talked about originalists on the Supreme Court. Um, He talked about all the things that your dad is doing. So it's just stylistic differences. All right. Romney was nice and he lost. They pounded him. They pummeled him. Your dad gets pummeled, but he fights back. And fighting back, I, th- I would argue the American people are now accustomed to his his uh, his style. Quick, uh, I got thirty Correct. seconds and in more, this segment.
10: More importantly, they see they see the results. I mean, what, you know, again, there, there's not an economic metric where we are not better off today than we were three years ago, and that didn't just magically happen. That's because of politics. That's because he's willing to fight to get those things done, uh, and, and that shouldn't be lost on people. No, stay that, that I stay there.
9: I got to take a break. Up. Our final moments, though, with Don Jr. Uh, his new book out today. We just threw it up on Hannity.com, it's on Amazon.com, and now in bookstores across the country as of today,
0: triggered how the left thrives on hate, wants to silence us. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How could the most powerful
1: man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge.
2: Do you think there
8: are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura.
2: It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload.
9: Let me ask you about the power of, of the pardon, which is absolute for a president. One night I know you were watching my show and I had the mother of this young sailor who is spending a year in jail because he took six pictures for his own use in a submarine and you were comparing it. Would that be something early on you would consider? I'm actually looking at a Christian right saucier. I
4: think it's very unfair in light of what's happened with
9: other people. And like, I think it's very, very. Did you hear the story of Clint Lawrence, Another guy got 30 years. He was doing his job protecting his team in yeah. Afghanistan. We we're looking at a few. A lot of those. A things. Few of them. Right.
4: And by the way, right? Uh, if another event didn't happen, I would look at him.
2: Hmm.
4: But how can you have somebody else get away with such a tremendous amount, and then this person who takes a picture of his desk on an old submachine? Look, if China or Russia. Wanted information on that submarine. They've had it for many years that I can tell.
9: And the president did, in fact, step in in the case of Christian Saucy. He already spent his year in jail, though. But you know what? Justice is justice. Uh, I have some really, really, really good news. It has been an issue. We have followed on this program for a number of years. That that interview with the president was in January of 2017. When the president just got into the White House and what is really good is that the president now has said action is imminent on the issue, quote, of war crimes cases of Army First Lieutenant Clint Lawrence. We have told you his story over and over and over. This guy takes over for a platoon just weeks earlier. Had been decimated by these suicide bombers on motorcycles. (laughs) They lost the platoon leader in that particular case and others injured. And anyway, so he's now just on the job and he sees, yeah, two guys on motorcycles, you know, going past the checkpoint, driving right at him, and he has to make a decision. And he doesn't know. I mean, I love how we second guess guys in the field. We second guess their decision making. It ended up, they took these, they ended up having to take these guys out and. This guy gets, you know, what was it, 30 years in jail. It's unbelievable. We're going to sit in the comfort of our air-conditioned office and judge what these guys are doing in the spur of the moment. And we have the rules of engagement issue. It has resulted in a lot of these guys that are innocent, that were doing their job and and fighting wars. We asked them to fight, and then we put handcuffs on them and rules of engagement that make no sense. That's how come Trump was able to beat the caliphate in Syria. He took the rules of engagement, got rid of them. This is war. You fight wars to win wars. If you're going to send guys, you don't put handcuffs on them, you know, because then other innocent Americans die. Well, I have in my hand uh, a document: the White House disapproval of the findings and sentence in the General Court Martial of the United States of America versus Army First Lieutenant Clint Allen Lawrence. And now the president is taking action. He says it's imminent on on the case of Clint Lawrence, Army Green Beret Major Matt Goldstein. And you know about the case of Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. Now, my friend and colleague, uh, Pete Hegseth, was able to break this story at poxnews.com with the imminent action on the cases. Three former U.S. military service members accused of war crimes. Our own Linda, what, two months ago or so, went down to Leavenworth. Leavenworth's full of these guys with similar stories. They're fighting for their country. They get accused of war crime. You saw what happened in the case of Eddie Gallagher. That goes to trial. and, And one guy finally stands up and said, actually, I'm the one that did it. I did it. It wasn't Gallagher and all that he had gone through. Now, it doesn't have to be a pardon or a commutation. It could be, you know, that would imply guilt that you've done something wrong and you need to be forgiven for it. The president as commander in chief, has a lot of latitude under the Uniform Code of Military Justice to s- dismiss a case or, char- or change a sentence. And the president actually says, I, Donald J. Trump, president of the United States, pursuant to the power conferred upon me by Article two, Section two, the Constitution as commander in chief of the armed forces of the United States. And under Article 22 and Article 60 of the Uniform Code for Military Justice rule rule for court marshals, 1107, under the laws of the United States, hereby set aside, vacate, disapprove and dismiss with prejudice the charges, findings, and sentence imposed upon First Lieutenant Clint Allen Lawrence, United States Army, for all offenses against the United States, which he, First Lieutenant Clint Allen Lawrence, has committed or may have committed or is alleged to have committed or taken part of during the period between June 28th 2012 uh, and July 4th, 2012. And this is what, thank God, the president cares about our military. This is a big deal. Anyway, my colleague and friend, Pete Hegseth, uh, and Don Brown is with us. He's the attorney for Clint Lawrence. He's been on the program before our buddy, Louis Gomert's with us. He's been all over this issue for years fighting for these guys. Uh, a big, big day. Thank you all, all of you, Linda. Thank you too. She went down to Leavenworth, met with Clint Lorance, met with a lot of these guys. Uh, Pete, why don't you give us the news side of it first?
11: Well, listen, Sean, thank you for everything you've done. for what members of Congress have done, other members of the media have done. There's not big many not many of them,
9: let's be honest.
11: Not many, not many, but a few. And folks like you who have focused on this issue from the beginning. this does not happen without the constant drumbeat and effort that folks like you have put into it. Linda, others, I could not agree more. But number two, it does not happen unless you have a commander in chief who's truly committed to putting America first. And that means the war fighters that we put into harm's way. This is truly Obama's rules of engagement versus Trump's rules of engagement. And under Obama, you were guilty until presumed innocent. Your hands were tied and you were second guess from the Pentagon at every mm-hmm. turn. Under President Trump, he's saying, we trained you. We sent you. You made a tough call in the fog of war in a split second, and we're going to give you that benefit of doubt. And in doing so, we're going to boost the morale of everybody who would ever want to join the armed forces. Because all you want is a commander that has your back. The president's saying before Veterans Day, I'm, I'm going to look at this case. I'm going to look at Clint, look Matt Goldstein, and I'm doing something about it. I'm going to give the rank back. So they're trying to take um, Eddie Gallagher's trident, his Navy SEAL trident away from him, it, all because the administrative state, the deep state of the DOD or, or other rogue prosecutors uh, want, want their way and they want to undermine the commander in chief. So this is great news. I, I believe it's going to happen. And I don't think it'll be a pardon for the reasons you said the commander in chief is in charge of what happened under the Uniform Code of Military Justice? He could dismiss these cases out of hand, and I believe that what will happen, and it will have an amazing ripple effect
9: Unbelievable.
10: for those who fight our wars. Uh,
9: what a vote of confidence. Uh, Louis Gomer, God bless you. And by the way, also Lauren, who, uh, well, left because she married Linda's brother. And had a baby. She went down with you to Leavenworth. She reps Justice Warriors. Um, these guys were all over me constantly if I didn't do a segment in X number of months to get back on it, uh, to their credit. Um, and, uh, Louie, you've been working behind the scenes now on this for a long time. It's a great day.
12: It is. And and thank you for all you've done. Uh, you've been fantastic as, as your staff. And uh, Linda, of course, and Lauren, when she was there, and now she's continued to work on these issues. But uh, really, Sean, it's a bit of an emotional day when you know these guys. And some of us uh, went and met with uh, Clint Rance at uh, Leavenworth last month. And, uh, you know, thank God for Donald Trump. I I just can't say that enough. These military guys were served up on the altar of political correctness when they were out there protecting their their brothers and sisters in arms. And also, you know, they answered the call of their country. This was no way to treat them. And the best thing that could happen is what we're talking about. You just set aside all of the findings so that it's as if there was no finding. There was no court martial. And that is a great day.
9: Yeah. And Don Brown, uh, thanks for all you've been doing. And then I think you've been doing all this pro bono with a lot of other attorneys. You know, these guys can't afford the defense that they need.
6: Well, we we're, we uh, we we do it because we love our country. We love these guys, and uh, and I want to shout out also to UAP, the United American Patriots, UAP org. They've helped us support a lot of lawyers in trying to fight these battles. But I want to not only thank you all, y'all, you three guys, and Linda. I'm, I'm on a phone call with four of the greatest living Americans, and I got to pinch myself. But I do so all want to thank President Trump for making this a special day. You know, Sean, I mentioned this, but the Fourth of July, President Trump was he may have been at his most brilliant with that great celebration. You remember the day that the Blue Angels were streaking over the uh, the Jefferson Memorial and Lee Greenwood singing, proud of an American. The president issued a clarion call that day. It was almost like John F. Kennedy's ask what you can do for your country. He said, I want to encourage all young people to consider service in the United States military. And, Sean, there's no greater calling really of service to country. But, you know, we got to make sure that the commander in chief has our back to these young men and by the brave and audacious move this president may be taking to sign this order to disallow to disapprove the findings and sentencing of these court-martials, he's going to send a powerful message that if you shoot the enemy, we will no longer prosecute you. We've got your backs. You're not going to be sacrificed, the congressman said, on the altar of political correctness, and that Obama's rules of engagement are gone forever. This is a national security question. Our guys have got to know that the commander-in-chief has their back. This great president is about to do that, we hope, and we thank all of you for the work that you've done in bringing this day about.
9: i got to tell you, this is, Linda, you need to take a bow. Put their mic on on because i'll just give the behind the scenes look I'm, I'm literally gulping water every second of every day and like if i if i went any extended period of time not being on this topic hey hey you know she's all over me um and not that i didn't want to do it it's just i you know this was a real passion of yours which you know, brought you and Lauren all the way down to Leavenworth.
8: I mean, Lauren, you know, went down, you know, literally in one day because she just had her baby girl and Don and I were there together. And, you know, Pete's been going down regularly and Louie's been going down with Duncan. And, you know, this justice for warriors caucus is no joke. You know, this is the real deal. These are people that serve in Congress and all three of these men have all served our country. So they know from where they speak, you know, it's really hard to give up your free time and not get paid and, take time out of your schedule to go down and care about somebody else's life as if it was your own. But that's what these men have done because they gave their life to country and they see the same thing happening to these poor guys. And when I met Clint in prison, you know, and I, my, first of all, he looks like he's 12 and you're just staring at this, you know, baby face. And I'm thinking to myself, here's a guy who, when he gets out of Leavenworth, all he talks about is either running for Congress or going back into the military and serving his country again. God bless his poor mother, Anna, you know, her heart breaks every day. Her, her baby boy's in jail for doing what we asked him to do which is to protect his fellow men and women in the line of duty you know so it's like this is all we can do you know i get this microphone i get to yell at you on the mic and off the mic it's my it's my duty that's my pleasure and my duty so and, annoying uh, but it's very annoying it's i get paid to be annoying you know it's what i do but you know everybody's well, doing their best here so
9: everybody was, this this is why i i look at this in 364 days it's it's an all hands on deck moment and i hope this is just the beginning I hope, you know, Pete, you've been all over it. Don, God bless you. Louie, we love you. Linda, Lauren, everybody. You know, like the, the election in 364 days is a tipping point. You know, we as a country, our soul has got to be that we have the backs. If we ask these young men to go fight. Yep. We can't put handcuffs on these guys and then throw them in jail if they didn't make the perfect decision. It, you know, Pete mentioned the Foggle War. I you you don't know. You, you know, I can't I can't even believe we second guess their decisions. You know, Louie, go ahead. Well, I can't help but think
12: about uh, the fact that uh, under Commander-in-Chief Bush, we lost about 600 precious military lives in Afghanistan in the worst part of the war. And then under Commander-in-Chief Obama, because of the rules engagement and, and prosecuting people like this, we ended up losing three times that many. And I was shocked to read a brief that said uh, from the World War One, World War Two, Korea, and Vietnam, there were seven Americans convicted of war crimes in combat theaters. And in Iraq and Afghanistan, there have been 212. It shows how political correctness had done so much damage. And, and thank God you, you've, you, have you, have promoted this the way you have and now it's coming to fruition and we just thank you. Thank you so much.
9: Final word from Pete. Pete Hegseth my colleague in front. You know
12: what? Absolutely. thank. You. But I'll tell you I,
11: I, I can't help but think back to during the Obama years we knew the eight-digit grid to the headquarters of ISIS in Mosul. We knew where it was but we wouldn't hit it because of all the layers and controls of what we could and could not do. President Trump comes in and it's eradicated. And our guys are empowered to do it, and, and and but any one of us could have been leading that platoon. I could have been Clint Lawrence. I was an infantry platoon leader uh, in in Afghanistan and in Iraq. In Iraq, but then I served in Afghanistan. Those 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 last second decisions you can never you never plan what it's going to look like. Uh, so it's personal for the guys that have been there. Clint's a symbol of it, the beginning of even more stories that need to be told. Uh, but it's hey, let's take a victory lap on this because it is a it is a reflective of values. Our country values those we leave behind on the battlefield. And are wrongly accused. Kudos to everyone that stuck with it on this because it's not popular to take this position. Oh, you're you're backing up these guys. They made the wrong call. Who are you? You you weren't there. You don't know what they faced, and you don't know the viciousness of our enemies. So uh, it's the right thing to do. And uh, thanks for beating the drum,
9: Sean. Last word, Don Bro.
6: It's about putting America first, putting America service members first, and ending these rules of engagement of engagement forever that put the enemy's lives more important than American lives. I'm hoping that once. It's free that Louie and his colleagues at some point will take action to change the Unicorn Code of Military Justice so that this foolishness doesn't happen again. God bless America. It's a great day for America. It's going to be a great Veterans Day.
9: All right. I want to thank you all. Pete Hegseth, Don Brown, Louie Gomert, Lauren, Linda, and uh, all the people involved. Too many to name that made this day possible. And the president for sticking by these brave men and women quick break we'll come back on the other side your calls coming up 800-941-SEAN straight ahead
0: discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long take the excitement of football basketball and hockey to the next level with same game parlays exclusive signature bets odds boost promos and much more BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How could the most powerful man in media just
1: vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge.
3: show the mainstream media loves to hate this is the sean hannity show This
8: week is thanksgiving if the president is watching what do you want to say to him i love you sir
5: (laughs) you're awesome uh you and your uh you know i i'll say this mr president i wish you had a better team around you uh you you knew you need more people watching your back um and um I think you don't have a lot of that, and and that is absolutely unfortunate, and that Uh, that infuriates me to no end. I've got to
11: get your comment on this. As someone who wants to be the next commander in chief tweeted about your case and Matt's case and Eddie's case, it was Joe Biden. He tweeted this. He said Trump's intervention in the American military justice system to pardon service members accused or convicted of war crimes betrays the rule of law, the values that make our country exceptional and in the men and women who wear the uniform honorably, he is not fit to command our troops. What would you say to that?
5: Well, I would say with all due respect to the former vice president, um, you know, uh, that seems to be a, um, a partisan um, answer. That seems to be uh, something that he's just towing the party line on. Um, I highly doubt the vice president uh, being the patriotic man with a, with a son in the military like he had. Um, I highly doubt that he really believes that. And I think that what he's doing he, is he's towing the party line and he's he's uh, doing what he thinks his donors and his uh, the people that are signing his paycheck uh, are expecting him to do. And um, I think if you were to sit down with him face to face, I think you'd have an issue saying that right face to
9: face. All right. That was Clint Lawrence. on um, with our buddy Pete Hegseth. We have followed Clint Lawrence's case now for six years. We have now followed this case of this grave injustice. And thanks to the president, uh, we now have he has granted pardons Uh, and restored the the rank to Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. But he signed full pardons for Army First Lieutenant Clint Lawrence and Army Major Matthew Goldstein and directed promotion to Special Warfare Operator First Class Eddie Gallagher, which we interviewed Eddie before. And I got to tell you, this is a case I cannot believe we have gotten to this point where we have people in air-conditioned offices now second-guessing what our brave men and women when they have to make a life and death decision for themselves and their platoon members, uh, and if they make the wrong decision, well, they're in trouble. And we end up putting them in jail. And that's basically what happened to Clint Lowrance. This goes back to July of 2012. He's leading men on combat. through heavily planted Afghan minefields, risking his life for his country. Anyway, they're moving single file to avoid the IEDs, which are planted all over the place. And then three Afghan men start charging Lawrence's men on a motorcycle on a road that's controlled by the Taliban, ignoring signs that they were supposed to stay off the road. And uh, he asked to his platoon leader, maybe he has five seconds to make the decision. What do I do here? Do I save my guys? Now, here's an interesting side note to all of this is that that very platoon had been ambushed. By these motorcycle IED guys, what was it? Two weeks prior. Yep. And they lost the platoon leader, didn't they? Not and and others were injured. Right. Correct. Right. So the these guys are coming right at him anyway. So he goes on trial. And how many, and by the way, Clint Lawrence is, is with us, Army Lieutenant Clint Lawrence, and also as his attorney, Don Brown. How many years have you been working on this now, Don? Going on a couple of years now, and the
6: legal team's been involved with this for five years. John Myers, the team, we're so grateful for today, Sean. We really are.
9: A big day today. It's great to finally meet you. You um, too. You too, Sean. I, have you heard we've been
5: talking about you a little bit? Were your ears burning? At <laughs> absolutely, all? absolutely. And, and, and first, you know, if I can, you know, I, I try to, when anybody asks me anything, about the last couple of days, the first thing I say is thank you to President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. And I think that's something that I'll probably do for the rest of my life. Um, They they just saved my life and I owe them my life. And uh, the men and women of the United States military, uh, they have a real good man in the White House. Well,
9: certainly he's supporting his military. What was very interesting And and you could maybe why don't you walk us through that day, because I want people to hear what happened from you.
5: Okay, so uh, I'll walk you through it. But I'd like you to uh, consider that it's been uh, about seven years now. Um, So my my memory is kind of fading. I've I've uh, I've sort of, you know, I think some things have kind of melded together over the years. But essentially, uh, we were on a dismounted foot patrol. Uh, and the reason we were using dismounts, uh, which is, you know, for your non-military listeners, uh, you're walking. Um, so we were, we were foot patrolling and you're the new platoon leader. I'm the new, yep. I'm the new guy. I've been single there. Single file. Right. Single file. I'm the new guy. I've been there, uh, about 72 hours by now. So I don't know any of these guys. None of them know me. And, you know, I still, to be honest with you, I can't even remember most of their names. And, you know, there, there's still some people like in the, in the stars documentary that came out that. Uh, I'm like, who is that? Like, I, I don't know who that is. How long prior to you getting there was
9: the platoon leader killed in a very similar situation you're about to well, describe? Well, the
5: platoon, the previous platoon leader was not killed, but is, th- we, there were soldiers that, that were unfortunately killed uh, by those uh, animals that were fighting over there. Um, cowards, really. Uh, but uh, the previous platoon leader that I replaced, he, w- he was wounded in action. Unfortunately, he's he's, he's doing well these days. Um but uh, I, I can't remember exactly how long it was. It, it was a few weeks um, that the platoon was out. So, uh, was out there without a platoon leader, and then I so came motorcycles in. are coming at your platoon. Yep. So what so what happened was uh, in an overall you know helicopter view. Um, so essentially, we had um, a group of Taliban who were amassing on our position, and so they had collected in a, a large area up to the north of our position, and uh they split up from that area and then i ordered uh and, and and mind you uh i'm giving these orders to my soldiers who are telling me what they're seeing i can't see everything right because it's just the nature of where we're at and so i can't see anything i'm hearing all these reports coming out. i'm i'm hearing reports coming in from the 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 army attack helicopters that are up up uh, above the uh the the area um and um so i've got all these reports coming in and um I know that, you know, the commander's instinct is very important. The commander on the ground is very important. And there's a reason why one guy wears lieutenant bars. There's a reason why one guy is our gal is in charge because they have to make that very difficult decision that nobody else has to make. You legally have to make that decision. The problem is with, you know, when, when, when we have when we don't have President Donald Trump in the White House, we have people who will not stand up for our soldiers and will not let our leaders Those make the, the rules decisions. Engagement.
9: I want to make sure we get this in, though. So these motorcycle guys are coming at you. Right. This is a known tactic that they blow themselves up and they they literally are coming to kill you. Right. All right. You're getting all the reports coming in. You got to make a. How long did you have to make a decision? And what did you say to your troops?
5: Oh, wow. It was a few seconds. Uh, everything was happening. Just, I mean, rapid lightning fast. And, and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, my God, I just took over. These guys are all young. I'm going to have to write letters and, and talk to their mom and dad. You know, I'm sorry I got your son killed because I made a bad decision. There's just so many things going through your head and you're sitting there thinking, my God, we're the United States Army. You know, we can't lose. We won't lose. But I don't wanna lose my men. I love them. They're they're Americans. They're eighteen years old. And and so you're thinking, uh you're thinking all of those things are going through your head, and that's a lot to go through your head a- 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 at the same time as what tactical decision do I make in terms of how do I respond to the Taliban that's attacking my position? And so I made the best decision that I could make given the the, the uh, conditions on the ground. And I'll tell you this, Sean, I would make the same exact decision again today if I was faced with that decision, because if I had come home with my soldiers, any of my soldiers having been killed on my watch, then you know, that, that would have been far worse than living in Fort Leavenworth for six years.
9: So you make the decision, you take these two guys out. When did you know you might be in trouble over this?
5: Well, to be honest with you, I, uh, I had never given any thought to the military justice system. We, you know, it's known as the uniform code of military justice, or as we soldiers call it kangaroo court. Uh, and so essentially, uh, I never thought about it. I never thought, you know, that my chain of command would second guess the decision I made. When
9: when did you first find out that they were second guessing?
5: Um, They had uh, my brigade commander uh, essentially uh, made a. It was almost like a predetermined decision. Made a decision. uh, He basically decided I was guilty before even talking to me. Wow. Uh, And 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 the military and the army, especially in, in the combat arms part of the Army. When a brigade commander, when a senior officer makes a decision about something, he doesn't even have to say anything. He can have a frown on his face when he's talking about it. And all the rest of the butt-kissing officers that are uh, underneath him are going to follow his lead. That's How just ma- the
9: way it is. How many days after this w- did you realize, holy, that th- I'm now being I'm being put on trial for making a split-second decision?
5: Well, uh, I'd say maybe... Uh, A couple of months uh, started to build up. Yeah. And then what was interesting about your case, because then you got sentenced how many years in jail, 20? Uh, Initially, it was 20. Then the uh, and sort of a joke, uh, the the convening authority reduced it uh, by one year to 19 years. And so how many years in Leavenworth did you spend? Six years and about a couple of months. And we then found out
9: later, because they were trying to say, Karzai, I guess, under the Obama administration, they they were trying to say that you had killed innocent farmers. That was what they had said at the time. Yeah. But then when new information came back uh, that they had biometric evidence that they apparently withheld this evidence, which is exculpatory for you, that, in fact, tied the guys that you did kill right. to planting IEDs. Didn't they find their DNA on IEDs and they were able to definitively say that's the DNA of these right. guys on these IEDs? Right. Well, that should have freed you immediately. Why didn't that happen? Let me ask you a lawyer on this. Right,
6: uh, Sean, thanks for the question. The uh, Army dug in deeper. They dug in deeper to protect the system. They dug in deeper at multiple levels. The United States government has never denied that these were Taliban bomb makers. They, their position was, well, Clint had no way of knowing it. Well, nobody has any way of knowing what a, a farmer is with a weapon over there. They dug themselves in to protect a corrupted system. And to this day, have not apologized for it. As soon as this evidence came forward, they should have let Clint out of prison. They hid it initially from the initial defense team, which is why we got a corruption That's
9: withholding exculpatory evidence. That's six years of this guy's life now. Right. been wasted in jail not you not wasted but you know what i mean that he had to live in prison U- u.s supreme court brady versus
6: maryland they got to turn that over initially that's, that's denied the, his fifth amendment right
9: that's the brady law that our friend Sidney powell often speaks of on the shows representing exactly. general flynn so does he have any legal recourse here Do you have at this point, we still haven't gotten a, a, an official
6: notification. The defense team is not from the Department of the Army as to the status of his discharge. He's been legally pardoned. There's no crime at all. We're still looking into the issue. No, of I'm looking discharge. about who
9: you can sue. <laughs> I want to know. You know what legal recourse he has to get recovery for the six years of his life that was stolen from him when they withheld exculpatory evidence. I
5: well, hear. If I, can I, I, hear I interject you. something there, uh, Don? Yeah, yeah. Just don't, uh, yeah. Go I, ahead. I, I, I know. I you know I, I get uh, these these looks from my lawyers all the time. <laughs> I, first of all, I have an amazing legal team. There's 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 just there's so many of them. Mr. Brown here is a, is a lead with with Colonel Meyer at, they're they're amazing, but I'll say this: if if given you ask you know who you could sue, um, I don't want to sue anybody. And I'm oh, no 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 don't ever say those no, words. Well, no, well, well, well let me just say this, Sean. Let me explain myself. I'm not going to sue the United States government as long as President Donald Trump is in charge of it. But I'll say this: you're not suing, what I'm going to Not do, suing Donald
9: Trump. Let me but, tell you, something. you're suing the people. That stole six years of your life by withholding exculpatory evidence. That's who deserve. They need to be held accountable.
5: Right. I absolutely agree. And we're going to hold them hold them accountable by reforming the military justice system so it doesn't ever happen to anybody else. We cannot let this happen to anybody else.
9: What is his legal recourse, counsel? Don't let him say the words, I'm not going to sue. Uh,
6: well, his legal recourse is his legal team's going to have to discuss that. But, uh, you know, you're correct. Somebody made decisions up the chain of command to deny Clint not only his constitutional rights, but take away six years of his life. Uh, this prosecution should have never taken place to begin with. There are some things that active duty can and cannot do because of the Ferris doctrines. How other did stuff. they
9: get to this conclusion though? You know, he's got five, se- three seconds to decide. He knows the situation that he just immersed himself in in seventy two hours. How did they get to second guess that anyway?
6: They were hacked off because they wanted to get him for violating Obama's rules of engagement under what I call the battlefield lawyer rule. In other words, he has to wait until his men get blown up or shot before he can fight back. You know, you have to. They, they're the hostile That's insanity, into, right? So they want to make an example of him. And by the way, they lost on. That's
9: how yeah. Americans die in war when not prepared. Yeah. To send our brave. We're going to ask them to go fight. Don't put handcuffs on them and let them fight and win. Three. That's it.
6: Three times as many Americans died under President Obama than President Trump in Afghanistan. And the reason is because of suicidal rules of engagement that put the lives of the Taliban over the lives of Americans.
9: Well, if, if, if we have to wait to get shot at first in that environment, then we don't we don't belong sending our sons and daughters there, period. Uh. Welcome home, sir. It's great to have you back. Thank you, sir. Uh, you got a great team of lawyers here. I I know you got to meet Linda and Lauren and the whole team down there at Leavenworth. Uh, thank God you're home, and I wish you only the best for your life. Thank,
6: thank you, Sean. We and I, to thank I, would you. Sue,
9: I would sue the living crap uh, out of all of them. <laughs> so First off,
6: we thank you for what you've done, Sean. We yeah. appreciate it. We've Linda. talked
9: about this case for six years. Yeah, but you're, yeah. You, we couldn't do it without you. Well, God bless it should you. never right. have happened, and, Linda and there are other people, too. We're going to fix it, Sean. We're going to fix it. All right. God bless you. Thank you for joining us, yes, and uh, we're well, so glad you're free. Yes, sir. Quick break. Right back.
3: Keeping an eye on breaking news and bringing it to you first.
0: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from
1: public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge.
3: you want a little bang in your
8: yin-yang, come along. When people have had a chance to feel it and taste it and live with it, we're going to vote and we're going to want Medicare for all.
11: You really have no testimony today that ties President Trump to a scheme to withhold aid from Ukraine in exchange for these investigations.
6: Other than my own presumption. Which is nothing.
13: That is the Democrats' pitiful legacy in recent years. They got Hot. the
3: clock is ticking t-minus 341 days till the presidential election yeah we're coming to your city
6: gonna
3: play our guitars and sing you a country song The new new Sean Hannity show, more behind the scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All
9: right, news roundup, information overload hour on this Friday. Uh, We had a pretty spectacular moment. We didn't spend enough time on yesterday, but that was the debate Wednesday night on the area 51 conspiracy theory channel of rachel maddow and uh elizabeth warren is part of this debate and i i didn't think we'd ever get worse than nancy pelosi got to pass the bill to find out what's in the bill i'm like okay wow and then of course we got obamacare and that was sold to us as well you get to keep your doctor you get to keep your plan and you get to save money Well, that didn't work out because millions of Americans lost their doctors, lost their plans, and everybody is paying more money on average over 174 percent more in money. We're supposed to say you save average family is going to save twenty five hundred dollars per family per year. No, that didn't happen. Now we doubled and now we're tripling it. Um, so it was pretty spectacular. So she's now trying to ram down America's throat, her $52 trillion 10-year spending plan, Medicare for all, with no private option of, of any private health care. And remember one other fact, 37% of American counties only have one option for health care provi- under the Obama exchanges. they got one choice and one choice only, that's forty percent of the country. That's how bad this this is this has become, what this lie evolved into. Now we're gonna we're gonna take Obamacare, every promise broken, failing at a spectacular level. All the big insurance companies said thanks, but no, thanks. We're out of here. And now people have one option. And now they want to say, okay, not only going to pass it to know what's in it, but now you're going to have to we're going to pass it and you're going to feel it and you're going to live under it and you're going to taste it and then you'll like it. Here's Elizabeth
8: Warren. And in the first 100 days, I'm going to bring in 135 million people into Medicare for all at no cost to them, everybody under the age of 18, everybody who has a family of four income less than $50,000. I'm going to lower the age of Medicare to 50 and expand Medicare coverage to include uh, vision and dental and long-term care. And then in the third year, when people have had a chance to feel it and taste it and live with it we're gonna vote and we're gonna want medicare for all
9: feel it taste it then you'll want it wow that is scary uh we have had a longtime friend of the program one of my biggest complaints about republicans on this whole health care thing is so they got obamacare passed and lo and behold, Republicans, they have, what, 65 or so show votes in the House of Representatives to repeal and replace Obamacare. It was never going anywhere because Obama was the president. He was not going to repeal his signature legislation. And if we even had in the U.S. Senate, we had Republicans vote up and down, up or down on a, on a straight repeal bill. And, and seven senators in 2015 that voted for a straight repeal, Republican senators, when they had a chance where it would matter in 2017 with Donald Trump as president, they changed their minds. Show votes. That's where the disconnect is with the Republican Party and Sean Hannity. Because the fact that seven years passed and they, they didn't talk about health savings accounts. I've been talking about patient power, Cato Institute, uh, Goodman and Musgrave, their book years ago. Patient, in other words, health care savings accounts. We have had Dr. Josh Umber, Atlas MD, on this program. We've sent him to Washington. He's met with Newt Gingrich. He's met with members of Congress because he's created a system in Wichita, Kansas, Atlas MD, where, okay, you pay $50 a month as an adult, $10 a month as a kid for unlimited access to your doctor 24-7-365. And what's even more amazing, they take care of stitches, they take care of, you know, most of the stuff that we need taken care of. You need a pack. you got high cholesterol, you got high blood pressure. And then he wisely went and negotiated directly with pharmaceutical companies. So he gets the drugs that people usually need at 90, 95% discounts and then passes the savings on to his patients. And guess what? They walk out of the doctor's office. They don't have to go to the pharmacy. How cool is that? Then he's taken this model, which is not only producing a good living for him. And it's, you know, he gets more patients than he can even handle. And he's now duplicating it around the country. Anyway, Dr. Josh Umbers with us and Dr. Leo S Gross is with us, the presidents of Doctors for Patient Care Foundation and the founder of the Epiphany Health Direct Primary Care. Um, now, both of them, by the way, have come up with a pretty interesting idea that I like, And I'm going to let them tell you about it themselves. But, you know, is that what we need now, Dr. Josh? We're going to. We're going to have to feel it and taste Medicare and, and swallow it for years, and then we'll really come to appreciate it.
14: You know, it, it was a bizarre way to describe it. You, you have to elect me to see what you'll get, um, because I think it's, it's such a hard premise to pitch on your own. Um, but so thank you for, for giving us the opportunity and, and uh, sharing the airtime with you to explain how it could work. You know, She's looking at a bigger system, more complication, more bureaucracy, uh, and what we're trying to do do is show that less is actually what we need. Uh, the direct care model or direct care for all uh, could you make, make medicine great again. We can offer unlimited visits, no copays, free procedures, wholesale meds and labs for up to 95% off. If we can do that at, at now over 1,200 practices in the country, and, and Dr. Lee just put on the largest conference all year with over 400 docs in attendance, then we can do this everywhere. And we can decrease insurance premiums by thirty to sixty percent. This is a real viable model. It skips the DC swamp. It skips the you know divided Congress, and it actually gets meaningful uh, healthcare reform down uh, to Main Street.
7: So, Sean. Yeah. So, so here's what happens though: is that you know, where Congress was not able to step in and, and repeal Obamacare, the president and the administration has done everything they can through changing of regulations, relaxing things, so that you can actually return medicine back to the doctors and patients, because, frankly, patients trust their doctors to reform health care. But, you know, as you're seeing all these things unfold in Washington, you're seeing the games being played in Congress, you have to wonder what they're distracting you from and what Congress is working on behind the scenes is actually quite dangerous. So the president signed an executive order that expands access to direct primary care. It frees doctors and patients to engage in these direct care relationships. But Congress is actually working on regulations that undermine the president's executive orders. It's re-weaponizing the Internal Revenue Service, just like we saw back under Lois Lerner, re-weaponizing the Internal Revenue Service to go after doctors and patients for using their own health care dollars for their own health care services, setting the stage, stage for socialized medicine. And we can't let that happen, but it's happening behind the scenes with all these distractions.
9: So you guys got this bill out. It's actually being represented by or put into Congress. It's called HR uh, 3708 it would bar some doctors from providing direct primary care, uh, which, by the way, separate and apart. But, you know, you got a powerful lobby in the healthcare industry all over congress but bar doctors from providing direct primary care block prescribed treatments for from qualifying for medical reimbursements and impose new restrictions on how patients use their health savings accounts uh well that wouldn't work out very well for the patient in my mind dr umber
14: I, I don't think it would work out very well. We're in a system where we want to see patients thrive and have less of the IRS in their household, less decisions um, being controlled on how they spend their health care dollars. And I think the idea with the, the party that wants Medicare for all is, well, you don't need your own dollars anyways, because we're going to try to manage that. So anything they can do to weaken the health savings account rules, like Dr. Lee said, through weaponizing the IRS would uh, would help in their cause of of limiting patient choice. And so we really, you know, are trying to fight hard and punch above our weight class and, and encourage any listener to reach out to their uh, representatives. They'll be closed uh, for the holiday break, so they'll be coming home. They'll be near you and, and let them hear you that you don't support a bill that would damage their uh, HSA spending abilities or damage their access to a direct care practice that could you know, really revolutionize health care.
9: It really could. I mean, and it's where how many times have you been able to duplicate what you're doing at Atlas MD around the country? In other words, where people pay 50 bucks a month, adults, uh, kids, 10 bucks a month, unlimited care, 90 plus percent uh, reductions in prescriptions. And then if you couple that or accompany that with a catastrophic plan, if God forbid you get cancer, have a heart attack or have a bad accident, which is, you know, catastrophic care is relatively inexpensive, especially the higher deductible you have. Um, that, that then brings your monthly healthcare total for an individual adult down to what, uh, 400 a
14: month. I think we could you know we've been able to do this now with about fifty percent year over year growth uh in in the model, so it's it really is picking up fast. We opened twenty nine new clinics in October alone, uh so essentially one a day just ourselves um, i mean these are all independently on uh, uh, physicians, so they're doing the the grunt work but we're we're helping guide the the path uh and with dr. Lee, I think you know together we've com- touched about eighty percent of the new practices uh but you, you're right we could In best case scenario, decrease the cost of health insurance premiums to under I think five hundred dollars per household. So on average This is definitely not health care for the wealthy. You know, this
7: is not health care for the wealthy. This is healthcare for rural America, this is health care for inner city America of all shapes, walks. Everyone can afford this. If you can afford a cell phone, you can afford health care. You do not need to get people in the in the middle of this relationship. It just clouds this. And we're thankful that the president did sign executive order. And we're looking forward to this rule being released in a few weeks that that uh, from the Treasury that expands opportunities for patients and doctors. And we can't let Congress get in the way and undermine the efforts of the president and his administration. And the I idea
9: they- is if this bill happens, what you do has to end, Dr. Umber, your successful model practice that you've developed and duplicated nearly a thousand times around this country that by the way how by, let me ask you how many patients do you have in your practice how many doctors how many patients
14: we have uh, five doctors in our practice and a little over 3 uh, 3300 patients
9: and so by the way every patient has access to a doctor 24/7 365
14: right yep i was just emailing a patient back right before we got on with you and
9: and okay. they have your own personal text number yep and and most people like me, they don't want to go see the doctor, but they only call when they have a problem, right? Right, right. But then you have the few people that call you every freaking day and drive you nuts and really get their fifty bucks uh, a month worth or the fifty bucks is it? 50, it's fifty a month, right? Or
14: yep, yep. We yeah. get we get a mix, and so it ends up at least being a sustainable model, better for the. By way, that's $300 the that's three hundred
9: dollars a month for if you get catastrophic insurance. Then I mean, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're and you're able to absorb your five doctors. 3,300 patients, 24-7, 365, and that includes their yearly checkup, a full exam, stitches, what else? Broken bones, what else is included?
14: Basically anything we can do in our office. So, you know, some broken bones are big enough, we'll, we'll need a, a orthopedic surgeon, and some, especially in young kids, are called green stick. They're just more of a crack. So we can manage that with splinting in our office. Um, but basically decrease the cost of all your care by 80 to 90 percent and your insurance premiums by 30 to 60 percent. So if we could put so we just had a local hospital that, it, that integrated this with
7: with their employees and allowed their employees to sign up for this, we saved the hospital 60 percent on their employee employee health costs. The employees had 20 percent reduction in premiums. 30% reduction in all out of pocket costs while eliminating copays and deductibles. We want people to oppose this, third, this HR 3708. It restricts doctors working from their patients, it restricts access to affordable medications, and it controls and restricts for the first time in history a patient's ability to use their own money to pay their doctor. It's unbelievable.
0: All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Dr. Josh Humber, Dr. Lee S. Gross. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How could the most powerful man
1: in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge.
2: Do you think there are
8: secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura.
2: It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: All right, as we continue with Dr. Josh Umber and Dr. Lee S. Gross. He's the president of Doctors for Patient Care and that foundation are you asking people to contact their congressmen and women do we know we have a date on this vote or what
14: yes absolutely uh contact your your congressman um you know phone calls are great emails are still very helpful and just let them know to vote no on 3708 uh we're hoping it never gets even to a vote we're hoping that um you know the republicans see that this isn't uh, a bill that uh, helps everybody and you know, this is, is not going to be something that makes health care affordable for everyone if this this gets a vote so the more we can educate the representatives that this is a bad bill for the innovation of, of health care uh, the more successful we'll be.
9: All right thank you both for what you do every day. Dr. Josh Umber, Atlas MD, if you're in Wichita that's the practice you need to be a part of. Uh, Dr. Lee Gross, uh, where's your practice?
7: In Florida, Northport, Florida.
9: Northport, Florida. So get in touch with Dr. Lee Gross there, and uh, you'll have uh, care like you've never dreamed of. But it's basically concierge care. You understand? We could have this for every American. You? I mean, I, look. I, I'll be honest. I have friends that are doctors. If I need to call my doctor's friends at two in the morning, I, I'm going to get through. But I know that I'm just lucky that those are my friends. I just happen to have friends that are that would care enough to take my call at two in the morning. A lot of people may not have a doctor friend. And uh, it's like we're. this is what they're going to do. But we have to feel it and we have to taste it. We have to live with it. And then we're going to like it. I'm not so sure. Trust me. Is that that's how it's going to go now? We're to trust us. Trust the government. Wow. Works out so well when we trust them, doesn't it?
3: listen to this show one time and you're Hanitized. Sean Hannity is back on the radio. Let us
4: also show our profound appreciation to the 2019 Grand Marshals of the parade who have served in World War II, Korea, Vietnam, the Gulf War and Iraq. This morning, as more than 30,000 patriotic Americans line the streets of Manhattan, we carry on a noble tradition that began one century ago. In 1919, the people of this city filled block after block to welcome home General Pershing and his 25,000 American soldiers after victory in World War One. Just a few years before, many of those soldiers had boarded ships not far from here, at Hoboken Port, more than 4 million Americans fought in the Great War, and more than 116,000 made the ultimate sacrifice. At the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918, the armistice was declared. The war had come to an end, and the Allies achieved a great, great victory. Victory. Every year since, on November 11th, we have shared our nation's deepest praise and gratitude to every citizen who has worn the uniform of the American Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, and Marines. We are profoundly moved to have with us veterans of World War II, including one of the Grand Marshals, Woody Williams. Thank you. Thank you, Woody. Thank you very much, Woody. (laughs) To each veteran of the war, the glory of your deeds will only grow greater with time. This city is graced by your presence. This nation is forever in your debt, and we thank you all. We're also pleased to be joined by veterans of the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Gulf War, and the war on terror. You are the reason our hearts swell with pride, our foes tremble with fear, and our nation thrives in freedom. Would you please stand so that we can honor your heroic service, please?
9: All right. That was the president on this Veterans Day. First time ever a U.S. president actually took the time, first president in history to attend the Veterans Day Parade in New York. Um, and I thought I gave a great speech today. The president also, we broke news last week. Uh, people like Clint Lawrence, Eddie Gallagher, all these guys that have been treated un- so unfairly by a military. We you know we asked these guys to go fight, risk their lives, come back, you know, without their arms and legs way too often if they come back at all or disfigured. And then we're second guessing choices in the battlefield. And there has been so much unfairness that we've been able to expose too much to go into now. But um, on this Veterans Day, we've had Tyler uh, Merritt uh, on this program before. He's the founder of Nine Line Apparel, and it's a veteran-owned and operated company. And what this great company does, they have a great role in the workplace and a sense of purpose. And so they help vets with jobs and and reacclimation. And we have just partnered with them. We call it the Hannity Store. And what we put in there is all made by Nine Line. This um, Nine Line Apparel is a veteran-owned company. They have created jobs in the U.S., manufacturing here. And so far, 150 guys are working in and around the Savannah area since their uh, founding, uh, primarily for veterans and their families. It's an American brand, American-focused company. Their designs are kick-ass, to be very straightforward. And anyway... We kind of now have partnered with them, and we've got a lot of great stuff we're putting up on Hannity.com. We'll remind you about it. And uh, also with Tyler Merritt, we have our buddy Eddie Gallagher. You knew about his case recently. The president mentioned him the other day as well as somebody that will be reinstated back to his full rank. And uh, after the hell that they put him through, I mean, we send these guys to fight. We put handcuffs on them, the rules of engagement. And then when if they have to make a split second decision, then we've got some guys in an air conditioned office questioning their decision making. It's insane. Uh, Anyway, welcome. Both of you, our partners, uh, Tyler Merritt. Welcome aboard, sir. And Eddie, good to see you, my friend.
13: Thanks for having me, Sean hey thanks sean actually uh, eddie and i had the honor and the privilege to be at the address with the president earlier today sitting next to uh his son and it's it's an honor to work with you and it, just like it's an honor to be able to sit next to people like eddie gallagher on this veterans day so thank you so much for having us on
9: talk about nine line how you started this how you ever were crazy enough to partner with us um how many jobs you're creating this types of stuff you're manufacturing, and you're doing it here in America, and you're hiring a lot of vets and helping them out.
13: Yeah, Sean, I actually was, uh, I was still uh, in the military serving in special operations. I was a, a glorified bus driver for people like Eddie. So I would take them and, and put them in the places that no one should ever go, and, and hopefully never have to uh, hear that nine line call. Because uh, in the military, that term nine line is a distress call. And, and when we set off to create this brand, I wanted something that resonated with our fan base. Uh, it's something that would bridge the the gap between the civil and military divide that was really prevalent at that time around 2012. Uh, so the the idea, the name came up f- about for my brother. Um, he said, "Hey, let's let's call it Nine Line. Let's reinvigorate patriotism. Let's try to have a call to action." to have people put their their you know money where their mouth is. And that's essentially what we wanted to do as well. So we, we started Nine Line Apparel in 2012, 2014. Uh, I, I had a buddy of mine from West Point who lost pretty much all of his limbs. Uh, And we started Nine Line Foundation. And since then, we've been able to build uh, wheelchair-adaptable homes for severely wounded veterans. And now we're on an initiative to build tiny homes for homeless veterans. We actually, with your help, Sean, actually, we, we uh, built our 20th home. Um So That's so
9: awesome. All right. So tell, bring everybody up to speed. I, I know we got the Quid Pro Quo Joe t-shirts up, and apparently I guess people like
13: them. I like them a lot. Hashtag Quid Pro Quo Joe. They're they're going pretty well, and obviously there's a there's a lot that needs to be discussed, and and the the cool thing about nine line is that we've been able to have a voice for the veteran community and for the I, I would say you know, patriotism in general. That's uh, so why partnering with you and, and allowing us to have an even bigger ju- voice to uh, call out the injustices, the injustices like Eddie Gallagher being put in prison for nine months, the injustices like uh, Joe Biden and his children making millions and millions of dollars uh, when th- there's no place for th- those type of actions in politics, you know, politics and business needs to be separate. That seems to be what the Trumps are doing. They've stopped doing international politics, uh, Um, Instead of trying to make money off the government, they're trying to uh, better our country. And and I think you putting it out there is important.
9: How did you become uh, friends with Eddie? By the way, if you don't remember Eddie Gallagher, he's the uh, Navy SEAL special warfare operator. And he went through a a well over a year of hell um, facing a court martial. Um, on premeditated murder, attempted murder, obstruction of justice Uh, after a picture emerged of him with one of the casualties. Turns out that he was trying to save the guy's life. And in the middle of these proceedings, somebody stood up and said, no, I'm the one that did it. Um, And how we got to that point where nobody would listen to him from the get-go, um, and that a couple of, you know, people with an agenda, uh, had just told outright falsehoods about him, uh, it became a pretty high-profile terrible case. Uh, my buddy Bernie Kerrig was active in this completely, but, um, What do you think about the president saying that you're going to be reinstated and your full rank and everything else put back?
15: Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm, once again, I'm grateful for the president stepping in and uh, doing the right thing. Um, You know, he's he's stepped in twice before. And I think, you know, he he takes a look at my case and can resonate with it um, the way that uh, I was treated from the get go. Um, It's guilty until proven innocent. And, you know, there was nothing I could do to, uh, you know, talk to anybody or try and prove my innocence. And, you know, they threw me in
13: prison. For
15: no reason at all. How long were you in jail for? Uh, I was nine months. Nine months
13: locked up. Um, we talk about going on deployments, and it's it's that justifiable reason to leave your family behind. But this is an individual that was pulled from his house. Uh, you know, children were taken out at gunpoint, and I had the pleasure to hang out with Andrea. We just finished hanging out with uh, Bernie Carrick, and and seeing your children. I mean, you're a great father. You're an incredible soldier, and to watch this man get ramrodded uh, and, and falsely accused, and it became just so political. You have Hillary Clinton out there saying this, that this man is grotesque and she has no idea who you are. And I, I think that's where this just continued to steamroll out of control. Yes. And luckily we have a commander in chief that uh, doesn't you know pull any punches and he can call a spade a spade and he saw the injustices that were occurring. And uh, I think it's incredible that he was willing to, you know, despite any of the backlash that he gets, stand up for what was right. And I think that's one of the things that I'm really proud of our organization to be able to work with you and help raise funds for your defense counsel and to to try to tell everyone the real story because Eddie Gallagher is a hero. Eddie Gallagher was almost put in prison for the rest of his life for absolutely no reason. And on Veterans Day, we should remember that that you're not a disposable seal. You know the, the, these are individuals that have sacrificed so much. And, I, and Eddie, I, I love you to death, man. But I, I woke you up last night in the middle of the night and you're about ready to fight me. And that's that fighter. <laughs> (laughs) flight mentality because you're still in it. You talk about going overseas and then coming back and being put in prison. And this individual has such an incredible outlook in life. And on this Veterans Day, I couldn't be prouder to say that I've served with you overseas. And uh, I'm I'm so glad that you're not. There's so
9: many other guys that are, you know, we have to identify all of them, make sure every case gets heard. Um, Are there times, occasions that maybe people you know lose it lose their power lose lose control make mistakes yeah um but under the fog of war it's it's to me there there are always special circumstances that have got to be factored in and you know when you put handcuffs on brave men and women and you tell them to go fight and if they do fight and then they only have a split second to make a decision and maybe it's not the right decision um there's got to be some application of understanding of of the environment that they're working in and i think I think we've gotten to a point where we really forget that.
15: Um yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're you're absolutely correct, Sean. And I think, you know, during this whole the uh, you know, trial that I went through and just the uh imprisonment beforehand, uh me and my wife, you know, ha- would sit there on the phone and like, how can this happen? And uh you know, we've come to the conclusion that this happened for a reason, and there's a light that needs to be shown on, you know, the UCMJ and the injustices that happen to warfighters and how they treat them when they come back. Um, and we're hoping to, uh, you know, keep shining a light on that and maybe do some justice reform.
13: Yeah, you're talking about warfighters being tried by uh, people who have almost zero combat experience. None. You know, these are individuals that I I flew Apaches and everyone loves to double, triple guess my decisions to pull a trigger. You know, everything is videotaped and it's, hey, are you sure that you were, you felt threatened? Yeah, a dude shooting at me. Look at the machine gun. Uh, but that, that's what my friends have to go through. That's what we have to go through on a regular basis. And yeah, there is a extreme responsibility with taking uh, another human's life. But if you're asking us to go overseas and do bad things to bad people, the least you can do is stick up for us when we get back. Exactly.
9: All right. Let's go through the nine line apparel. Linda, why don't you explain how we put this up on the website? You were very, very instrumental in putting this all together.
8: Well, you know, I got my buddy Tyler here, you know, <laughs> and I got this other troublemaker, Eddie Gallagher. So, you know. I, I,
9: I, who's been saying, who's been dropping more F-bombs? You guys or Linda? I'm just guessing. Oh, it's Linda. me for
8: sure. Definitely Every day. Right. We, actually, I w- we, we are blessed today. With Tyler's little girls are here. So we're keeping it, we're keeping it very clean. It's yes. a clean show. This
13: is the PG version. Exactly. I got my two little girls, so zero <laughs> F. Actually, she caught me in the back room and I, I owe her oh money for the swear jar. <laughs> uh, how, sure. how, how much does it cost? Oh, I think it's up to like $20 a swear jar. He's now. putting his kid yeah. through college yeah. on his
8: phone. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I think,
9: Linda, we ought to do this for Liam. I mean, oh. he'll be a millionaire in no time. I my mean, poor
8: son, forget about it. It'd he's four years
9: him. old, I think up to now he'd probably be a millionaire.
8: For sure. But no, listen, we're super excited. Nine lines apparel and the Hannity show are together at last we're doing an awesome kickoff today for veterans day 10% off anything you buy on the Hannity show we've decided that we are both going to donate part of our proceeds to a charity you know maybe we'll think of what we know canine companions or operation 300 or the justice for warriors fund there's so many and we've just got awesome clothes out there nine line makes the best t-shirts the best hats i wear tons of them we have tons of shirts up there. We want you guys to go today and honor Veterans Day. And every day we should be honoring veterans. Let's keep that real because our freedoms don't exist without them. That's the bottom line. And so go there today. Go to handyday.com. Go to Nine Line Apparel. You know, check it out. We've got awesome shirts like Quid Pro Quo Joe, which we just launched on Friday. <laughs> and we've got, um, you know, girls shirts, guys shirts. And uh, it's going to be really great. And stay tuned for Black Friday because we're going to have awesome sales on Black Friday, too.
9: That's right. It's well, awesome. Awesome work you're doing. Guys, always great
15: to see you. Eddie, how does freedom feel these days? I bet you're feeling a lot better than you did just a couple of months ago. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh actually pretty crazy. I was on the uh veteran show last the uh, taping last week, and uh, I think Pete had Seth asked me the question of, you know, the difference between last Veterans Day and this Veterans Day. And I told him, I was like, well, last Veterans Day, I was actually watching this in prison. So scary. I'm completely well, grateful thank God. for you everything know that's happened.
9: Another promise the president kept. Taking better care of our military, fixing the VA hospitals, uh, getting ro- rid of the rules of engagement, uh, ending endless wars. And when you got rid of the rules of engagement, oh, we beat the caliphate in no time in Syria and Baghdadi and six others are dead. Yes. Unbelievable. All right, guys, thank you. Nine Line uh, Apparel, uh, partner now with Hannity dot com. Just go there anytime. they got a lot of great products and a lot of good stuff for Thanksgiving and Christmas for the family and people you love. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News. All right, we have investigative reports. The nine specific witnesses Republicans want for this, well, Ukraine impeachment coup attempt uh, and why the cowardly, compromised and congenital liar Schiff won't let any of them do it. Devin Nunes, Andy Biggs, Jason Chaffetz, Nikki Haley on tonight, Ed Henry with a report and much more. That's 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News, set your DVR. We'll see you then. Back here tomorrow.
8: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com.
12: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report.